This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, NTL Sports fans. The NTL Now podcast has returned for season number three as we get ready to kick off the fall sports season for 2021. Shane Wilbur, back with you again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully we are ready for yet another exciting sports season here in the Northern Tier League. I know I am ready for the fall sports to begin. We've got a jam-packed football episode to get you ready as Friday Night Lights are upon us this week. We've got so much to cover, but first, let's kind of take a quick recap and rewind uh, back to the end of the summer. Now, of course, uh, the spring sports season was winding down. Unfortunately, that's where some technical difficulties, uh, both uh, professionally and personally, kind of came into the fold uh, to kind of uh, the abrupt end to the podcast from season two. Now, of course, uh, as the spring sports season was winding down, through the state playoffs uh, for track, softball, baseball, and whatever. Well, we kind of hit a little bit of a snag. Uh, A, Mother Nature played a little bit of a part of it as uh, I had some equipment issues, which uh, were kind of caused, I think, by uh, a little bit of a a power surge, something like that, uh, something out of the control there. So that kind of played a part of it. And then uh, I had some oral surgery towards the end of June as well, which really just kind of uh, threw the talking skills into a bit of a funked as well. So, yeah, the the podcast kind of uh, came to an abrupt end there at the end of the season. But don't worry because uh, I have since healed up, since replaced equipment, and we are definitely back and ready to go here for Season 3. So looking forward to yet another great year here in the Northern Tier League. All right, so let me give you kind of an update on what's on tap here for the season. Uh, First of all, uh, as you heard, you know, we've got a lot of great sponsors coming on this season. Uh, Definitely want to thank uh, all the ones that have been with us throughout the way. Uh, Of course, uh, coming up here uh, throughout this season, you're going to hear some great advertisements. We've got some great sponsors this year. Uh, Mansfield University has returned. uh, Of course, uh, Jimmy's Park Hotel, uh, formerly the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. They're on the slate here for the season. Of course, Circle W Sports, who's been with us uh, throughout the way. And, of course, you know, we don't want to forget Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility as well, who, of course, this season, uh, along with our good friends at Thompson Sports and Apparel, are going to be uh, in the for helping us with our newest uh, promotion this year. We're going to have NTL Now Podcast Athletes of the Week, both girls and boys athletes of the week, uh, each week uh, throughout uh, any of the sports seasons here. And uh, we've got Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility and Thompson Sports and Apparel helping to make that possible too. Now, of course, also uh, we want to thank our good friends at Max Driving Academy as well. Of course, call Mac for all of your driving needs too. So, yes, we've got a whole load of sponsorship opportunities here Uh, Not only for the ones that we have, but also for the ones who are still, uh, you know, maybe thinking about coming on board. If you're thinking about it, hey, give me a shout. Get your name heard here on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, it's a whole new platform and uh, a whole different way for you to get your name out there. And, of course, with all the different platforms we have as far as the download capabilities, not only from the NTL Sports website, but also we've got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, also uh, Stitch, and, of course, uh, online on Spotify. Spotify as well. So definitely give me a shout. Uh, you know, you're the host here, Shane Wilbur. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, you know, send me a message via the NTL Now Podcast Facebook site, and uh, we'll gladly uh, hook up and uh, discuss some things that way as well. But yes, a big thanks to all the sponsors who are uh, on board for us this season, too. And of course, remember, uh, thank all these great sponsors when you go in and uh, happen to see the business owners as well along the way. Now, as I said, this week, 
jam-packed football episode, okay? This is uh, kind of the NTL preview episode for the football season that, of course, kicks off on Friday night. Uh, we've got some clips uh, from Media Day from earlier in the month. We're going to have uh, some audio this uh, episode from uh, a sit-down with head coach Jack Young and Tom Dickinson from Athens and North Penn, kind of the legends of the coaching ranks, longest-tenured coaches in the league. So, yes, we'll definitely talk with them. Uh, you'll hear some audio from that coming up here in just a little while. Also, we're going to have some player interviews, too. Uh, we'll sit down with seniors uh, Eli Crane and Mason Impt, offensive and defensive lineman for the Troy Trojans. That's some audio from Media Day earlier this month as well. Definitely excited to have those seniors on board and uh, excited to play some audio from them coming up here in just a while too. Also, we've got your NTL Week 1 preview on the horizon. I was happy and able to sit down with Chris Manning from the NTL Sports Report, so we'll hear some of that audio coming up as well a little bit later on. And uh, For kind of a Week 1 preview coach's corner, I had the opportunity uh, to sit down with Coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins earlier this week. And it was fun to sit down and talk with him about the upcoming matchup for the Redskins here in week one as they get ready for the Tawanda Black Knights Friday night, 7 o'clock at the Lockhart Street Bowl in Sarah. All right, so I've told you everything that's on the docket here in this uh, preview episode. So let's get to work, shall we? We're going to step aside, thanks some sponsors. And when we come back, it's a sit down with head coach Jack Young of the Athens Wildcats, Tom Dickinson of the North Penn Mansfield Panthers. That comes your way next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton is geared up and ready for the fall sports season. Stop into Jimmy's today and find out about all their great weekly promotions, including Northern Tier Night on Wednesdays for teachers, staff, and employees. Don't forget about Thirsty Thursday with pizza pitcher specials, and of course, football weekends, including Yingling Drafts on Saturday and Miller Lite Drafts on Sunday. Follow Jimmy's Park Hotel on Facebook for more details and, of course, their weekly dinner specials. Call 570-673-8777. All right, time for some more NTL football talk here this week on the podcast. And it gives me great pleasure now to talk to two of the legends in the coaching ranks in the Northern Tier League. We've got the head coach of the North Penn Mansfield Panthers, Tom Dickinson, Coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats here. And uh, Coach Dickinson, you know, you are uh, entering year 28 coaching uh, in the Northern Tier League. You know, I got to ask you, what's it been like, you know, to see kind of the, the change of the league, you know, from your perspective uh, over the years? Um, it, it's, you know, you look back to the beginning when, uh, it, when I first started and, uh, you know, you had Jack's dad in there and, and, uh, Miller Moyer and, you know, and I was the young pup and Russ Manny at Wellsboro and just trying to learn from them and, and gather as much, you know, knowledge and what they did. And, uh, you know, now it's, it's at the other end and, and it went, it's gone fast. Like it, you, you don't. I had to look back to make sure it was 28 years, you know, but um, we've always set it up here. Like this league plays some good football and uh, I I just get, this is a great event because uh, it it can showcase it. We don't get the respect at all. I still say it that, that we deserve down below us. So, um, you know, I, I love every time I see any of us head below the NTL and win a game like, I love it. Jack, obviously, you know, you've been around uh, for a good portion of Coach Dickinson's tenure here throughout the league as well. I mean, you too, you've seen the league kind of evolve and change over the years too. I mean, kind of give it from your perspective too, you know, being as one of the uh, legendary coaches here around the area. Well, first, I appreciate that, Shane. But, uh, yeah, you know, Coach D was established when I came back to the Northern Tier. And, uh, you know, I think there's so many facets you can look at that our league's changed. Um you know, the, the young core of coaches that I called ourselves many years ago, and uh, I, I think I remember Coach Dickinson a number of years ago, he won a big game, I don't know, it was his 100th, 150th win, and I think he made some kind of comment like, 
you know, that just means I've been here a long time. So, you know, we've been around a long time, but it's been fun to watch. And, and you know, when, you, when you're around people like Coach D and, and uh, Coach Dossie from Tawanda and, and, you know, you're seeing our league the way it is, you know, the bottom line is we're guys that care about kids. Um, we want what's best for the league, and uh, we want what's best for our schools. And, uh, you know, heck, we've even evolved of, uh, you know, I put my quarterback in shotgun once in a while. You know, there was a day that I don't think Coach Dickinson wanted to throw the ball at all, and, and now I think that's what he does. Um, you know, so we've all evolved. We've evolved as coaches. We, our philosophies have changed a little bit here and there, but the, the bottom line is it's, it's, it's fun, and, you know, I can't wait to get back to some normalcy. You know, um, you know I, missed, I missed playing the normal northern tier schools like a North Penn, a Wellsboro, a Troy. Um, we played a tough schedule last year, but it, it, it just wasn't the same. Coach Dickinson, I mean, obviously for you to have been, you know, around here for 28 years when, you know, you see some programs who are changing coaches now maybe every two to three years. I mean, what's that say about, you know, the, the, the school district, kind of the confidence in you to run a good quality program all these years? Um, you know, <clears throat> I've said it before. It's it's because of the kids. Like um, when, the, when the kids are, are putting in the time and, and, and are good kids, um, you enjoy coaching. Like, it, it, when they're, when they're jerks, you don't. And and we've tried to establish, a, you know, a, that that you don't have those jerks. And and they've learned throughout the years. Like I don't put up with it, you know. So um, that, that, that's just the way I've tried to take uh, to create a program and not a team. You know, a program that could could wear when in your down year if you go four and six, that's okay. You know, I don't want to have the down year where you're one and nine or two and eight. You know, so. Um, try and establish the program from the, the and, and get kids to play um, and let them play when they're on your team. You know, Coach uh, Young, as we look at, you know, the upcoming season here, as we'll put the focus down more towards that, uh, obviously, you know, it's been kind of a, a year of struggle, but I think, you know, on the backside, you know, we've got uh, a lot more knowledge now. I think, you know, players and uh, coaches are kind of more, I guess, uh, up to speed with things. You know, I think things are a little more uh, able to be tolerated this year. Uh, what is it you're looking forward to the most about, you know, just kind of the, the season getting going with uh, heat acclimation and camps and everything? Yeah, you know, my my biggest thing is, you know, I think we played our first four games last year, and right up till about kickoff, we weren't sure whether those games were going to happen. And a couple of them got postponed and moved to Saturday, then moved to Monday. So, again, that normalcy. But probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is I don't want to walk into our school office and worry about how many fans they're going to put in the stands or how many they're going to how many tickets we get. You know, I, I, I hope people come out and enjoy what our kids do and and the shows that they put on on Friday nights and and I hope I hope they all come out you know I don't care if we charge or not I you know we we need to pay some bills but just get out and support these kids I want fans in the stands I want the student bodies to enjoy it all the sports you know the soccer boys and girls soccer the volleyball you know whatever's going on just Friday night football is is the epitome because you got the band you, you know you got the cheerleaders you got concession stands rolling with smoke and cooking on the grill and and that's what I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to you know walking out there and you know having having people line the the gate when our kids go through there for a Friday night and you know even on the road you know some of the some of the traditional things that you're used to seeing and you know I don't care whether you go to North Penn or you walk the steps of Tawanda, you know, just some of the traditional things you know you're going to hear, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. You know, Coach Dickinson, I actually had the opportunity to uh, talk with a couple of your players, and, you know, they noted that, you know, this season's really going to be one where, you know, for North Penn to kind of reach the goals they want to, obviously, you know, it's going to have to be a, a team effort with some younger guys having to come in and step up. I mean, what's that, uh, you know, mindset already kind of mean to you knowing that it's already being echoed you know through your players of what the goals have to be um they know like you can't very few coaches in here could name any of our returners like nobody really knows of them and uh i think they're taking heart to that and they've, they've worked hard though they've been in the program like I, I can't see a new kid cracking our starting lineup even though none of these you know very few starters return for us they've all been in the program and they've been working hard and so they know what's going on and um, it's the system that we've continued. And, and that, that's, that you said uh, for the years I've been doing this, like we were wing T forever. 
and like Jack said, we wouldn't throw the ball. Well, we, he, he's the one who caused me to go to the spread. Coming back on a Friday night when I thought we had better kids in Athens still beating us. And on the way home, I'm like, we got to, we got to, I can't swear, we got to do something different. And um, that's how, like, our spread evolved. It was because of him and his damn 4-3 man up that, you know, seven in the box, you can't run against it. And so, uh, you know, you were the cause of making me go to the spread. So, um I love just kind of the banter back and forth amongst coaches. But, you know, Jack, let's kind of, you know, talk about your team this season. Obviously, you know, you got a really good experienced quarterback in Mason Lister back for his junior season. I think a lot of the buzz, though, around the league right now is, you know, kind of the offseason work that, you know, Shane Reed's put in. And he's really looking forward for a good senior year. And, like, a lot of teams around the league know that if Shane stays healthy, you know, and obviously, you know, you've got Rude and Babcock on the outside. I mean, you've got a lot of talent coming back on that offensive side yeah I mean there's no doubt we we hope to be fun and exciting on Friday nights um you know Shane you know I, I, one of the reporters today asked me for one sentence about him and, and I'm like he's a playmaker that plays with emotion uh, I mean and and you know heck he he practices with emotion and sometimes we got to gear him down um, but what's fun about him is, is the way he plays. He brings people along with him. So, you know, that's that's Shane Reed right there, you know, wrapped up in one sentence. Is he's a playmaker that plays with a ton of emotion. He's worked his tail off like like many of our other players have this summer. You know, he and Troy Jennings, who are here today, are, are two of our leaders in the weight room. And, and, you know, Shane's numbers compared to last winter to now are, are remarkable in the weight room. But the bottom line is, and Coach Dickinson will tell you this, you know, it, it's going to come down to the guys up front. You know, we can be as exciting as all get out in the skill positions. You, you know, when you play tough physical football teams like North Penn, like Troy, like Canton, if you want to survive and hang in there and have an opportunity to win the game, you better be able to manage things up front. And, and that's what our whole key is going to be the next couple weeks. Now, Coach Dickinson, uh, I'll get you two out of here with this one. Uh, uh, Coach, uh, you made the comment earlier, you know, about uh, a good shining moment uh, for our league this year, you know, and I know we don't want to take uh, too much of a time to really, you know, shine up Jack too much here, but, I mean, we have to do it. I mean, obviously, you know, for the league, for him to be, you know, the second cog in the first ever father-son kind of combination to coach the Big 33 game. I mean, for a league that's kind of, you know, in its own land, I guess, as most people like to think, I mean, it's it's quite an honor, you know, to see kind of our, our league, our coaches kind of be shined upon like that. Yeah, it was. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach the East-West the day prior. So we put, we played on Sunday, and um, I, of course, stayed for for. Mondays for his game and and it was uh, it, I I was proud you know I, I'm sure not as much as he was but for for him to be on that sideline and I know Matt Hildebrandt next year's uh, an assistant in the East West so we're we're getting you know guys out there um, again they they don't realize out of our area number one they don't know where we come from when I'm sure they had no idea where you were driving from when you went to your first practice and you know I, I had to go to Woodland Hills in Pittsburgh and they're like what, what? it took you four hours like where the hell do you live you know where's North Penn Mansfield yeah exactly so um you know it, it was uh, I, I was very proud of that that and and they did a heck of a job and and his t kids were ready to play, and uh, we weren't fortunate the day before, but he brought it home for Pennsylvania. And, you know, that that's the Super Bowl high school sports. You know, every every Super Bowl has had a big 33 player in it. You know, I was fortunate enough to be an assistant a couple years ago, and like DJ Moore um, from the Carolina Panthers was on that team. I, I know lineman Jonah Jackson went to Ohio State. He's play, started for Detroit, you know. So you have that chance, and he's – to see those kids go on and he's going to have that same exact you know chance to, to continue watching their careers now jack obviously you know you and i have talked about it already i mean you were more than humbled to be a part of that experience, but kind of piggybacking wow. off what Coach uh, Dickinson said, you know, I mean, you look at a coach like Matt Hildebrand, you know, some of the other coaches around the league, I mean, it's not just about the kids anymore. I mean, it's such a strategy now, I think, amongst all the coaches, kind of like with the involvement of Huddle and how readily and easily, you know, scouting materials there. I mean, coaching has even evolved uh, around this league so much. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, Tom. And, uh, you know, I, 
it was a super proud moment that Tom and I both got to represent our state this year, um, and and it, it was you know quite an honor and wow what an experience. But uh, you know probably the biggest thing I got out of it was I I got to work with a group of coaches that came from some for the most part big schools or very very successful schools at the state level, and you know it's funny one of the things I learned was. We don't do a whole lot different up here in the Northern Tier. You know, we coach the same way. We got the same kind of kids. You know, maybe not kids. A lot of kids that go to the Division One football level, so on and so forth. But, 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 what an honor! And I learned that you know we're really not doing things a lot differently. But, but when you talk about that, and and, and I wouldn't even have that honor if it wasn't for Coach Dickinson. So, he he knows he knows that uh, he, like we're great friends and. You know, we we just don't like we just don't like each other on Friday night when we One compete Friday of the week. Un- until the game's over, the and then season. then we shake hands, give yeah. each other a hug, and say, "Ah, eh, crap, you got me," or vice versa, whatever it is. But but when you talk about the young guys, and you know, there are there are a lot of turnover, and and I don't think you get guys like Coach Dossie and Coach Dickinson and myself that stick around long anymore. I don't think anybody really realizes how much time and effort we put in. Um, my wife will tell you she thinks I'm crazy, um, but we put a lot of time and effort in, and we do it for the kids. It, it's so, it's so, I don't even know what word to use. Glorifying to see a group of kids, you, you take them from not a whole lot, and and you build them into something. And, and some years you're four and six, and other years you're eight and two, and you win in championships. And 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 no matter what, it we're doing it for the kids, and that's what we love. But you, you know, you got these young coaches like Coach Hildebrandt. And, Coach Seacrest at Cannes is doing a phenomenal job. Coach Gorman at Sarah. And, you, you know, to be involved at that level, and, and you better know the game. You, you, and you better not just sit on your on your hands. And, and, and Tom told that story years ago about how Athens football changed their offense. And I can't tell you how many things I've changed over the years because of North Penn, because of Tawanda. You know, we had to change a couple things defensively because of Tawanda and what they were doing to us with their athletic quarterbacks and, and things like that. But as coaches, we, we've got to be, continue to study and we've got to continue to learn because if, if not, the game's going to pass us by. And, uh, you know, Coach Tom uh, is a perfect example of that. And, uh, you know, we're constantly working and, and trying to change things. We've been changing our defensive philosophy a little here and there. But, you know, it was a super honor. Um, Coach Dickinson understands that, and and uh, our league is, is is a special place to be. And uh, I, I'm I'm super excited about what we got going on this year. The whole league, it's going to be a great year. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. All right, let's talk some Troy Trojan football here on the NTL Now podcast, and it gives me great pleasure now to go to the trenches. We're going to talk with senior offensive lineman Mason Impt along with teammate Eli Crane here as well. Mason, we're going to start with you here. Obviously, you've been one of the dominant linemen both sides of the ball the last couple of seasons. Uh, what's it mean to you to put in all this work and uh, head into your senior year uh, You know, as one of the more prominent players of the league? Uh, it's a really great feeling. You know, I... I got my, my teammates trust me. I, I trust my teammates, and they do a lot for me. I, I try to do a lot for them. It, it's, it's a lot of fun knowing that you're the guy that they look up to, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Eli, you know, a big staple of Troy football the last few years has been the line, whether it be the offensive or defensive sides of the ball. This year now as a senior, you're going to be called upon to be, you know, one of those anchors. Uh, do you find yourself uh, up to the challenge and uh, ready to impress? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited for this season. Excited to see what our line can do. And uh, I'm just real excited. All right, so Mason, I've got to come back to you. I've got to know, obviously, you know, uh, Coach Millard, he takes his lineman play very seriously. Uh, what's it like to have been, you know, with him through these last few years, you know, down in the uh, lineman drills and such? What's his uh, effect been with you, you know, on your playing career? Well, going down to the lineman drills, you know, we, we, we really cherish our sled, and it, it, it sucks, but it makes you a really good player, and Coach Millard is a great coach. He does 
everything great for us. You know, he's he's taught me how to run block. He's taught me how to be the dominant person that I am. He's he's taught us the main thing he teaches is brotherhood, and I believe that that is a very important part of how we play and what we do at our place. Especially with our linemen, we we've been taught brotherhood since we were in seventh and eighth grade. You know, we hang out a lot, we build that chemistry, and we just have a lot of fun together. Eli, of course, you know, as I said earlier, you know, the, the line has always been key parts uh, of this Trojan team. But I think maybe now more than ever this season, uh, you know, you heard Coach Millard kind of uh, talking about uh, echoing Coach Smith's sentiments. You know, it's going to be a, a lot of youngsters uh, that are going to have to step up this year. You guys obviously are going to have to be the focal point to kind of keep those guys, you know, uh, upright and such. I mean, what's it like for you knowing that you're going to be counted on so much this year? gives me like a sense of responsibility for these kids uh makes me feel like i'm a role model leader um i'm excited to see what these young kids can do they've been in the weight room all summer um we've taught them best we can at these open gyms this summer and i'm excited to see what they can do on friday nights Mason, you know, speaking of what Eli just said, you know, Friday nights, they're, they're right around the corner. You guys have a really big one coming up, you know, to start the year. You know, Bald Eagle area is going to be coming to town. Uh, what are you looking forward to, you know, over these next couple of weeks, heat acclimation, camp and such, uh, to make sure, you know, that uh, your team's as uh, well prepared as possible, you know, as you head into week one? Well, this year we're going to really try to focus on our practices. We Biggest thing, practice like you play. If we practice hard and we practice – clean we're crisp and we get after it I feel like we can in the games we we're gonna have a very good chance Eli you know as you look forward to this senior season as well uh, what's it been like for you to have you know kind of a, a teammate like Mason you know somebody you guys can kind of bounce ideas off of kind of be co-leaders together with well, it's real nice um me and Mason we're usually always on the same page with each other and uh that usually helps us become more of a unit as a line and we've we to have been able to teach the younger kids uh, about brotherhood and the connection be as a unit and uh, it's been a great teammate and uh, just excited for our last season together. So Mason, you know, as you look forward, you know, to the opening game of your senior season, uh, what are some maybe personal goals you've kind of got, uh, you know, running through your mind as you get ready for this last campaign? Uh, one of my biggest personal goals is just to go out and have fun, live it up. It's my senior year. Last year I get to do anything. Last year I'll get to have fun with my friends. Another big goal that I have is teach these young kids how to play. We've got an extremely talented young core coming up. It's going to be a rebuilding year. I'm looking forward to coming back and watching, you know, coaching. And I'm looking forward to build a bond with these kids because I love them like my brothers, and they are my brothers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Eli, I'm going to pose the same question to you. You know, I mean, your senior campaign, what are some goals you're looking at, you know, either uh, personal or, you know, team-wise? Uh, I'm just looking to play the best I can and uh, just have one uh, final ride, have it be a good one. I'm uh, just looking to play the best I can and hopefully have a good season for my last season. Mason, we'll end it here with this. You know, uh, what do you see uh, as you know the, the big keys for success this year uh, for Troy Trojan football? What can really get them back to the level that they're uh, really truly uh, you know used to playing at? This year, we just need to focus on us. We need to focus on. We need to go in there every single day, work as hard as we can. Doesn't matter the circumstance. We need to just lift as hard as we can. We need to run practice as hard as we can, and. Overall, we just need to focus on what we can do, not what we can't control. And a big thanks there to Mason Impt and Eli Crane, senior linemen for the Troy Trojans, for taking some time to sit down with me there from media day back in the early part of the month. And, of course, uh, good luck to the Troy Trojans this season. And uh, we'll see the Trojans coming up Friday night. I'll actually have their broadcast uh, with Bald Eagle Area, 7 o'clock uh, on Wiggle 100. So be tuned in for that. Uh, we'll get things started with the countdown to kick off uh, sometime a little bit after 6.30. So you can tune in for that. Uh, coming up on Friday night. Okay, so we continue on here with the NTL football preview here for our first episode of Season 3 in the NTL Now podcast world. So stick around. Uh, we've got more sponsors to thank, but when we come back, time to sit down with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. That's on the way. Your Week 1 preview up next right here on the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs, 
from two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. Continuing on here on the NTL Now podcast this week, of course, our football preview edition here. And now it gives me great pleasure to welcome in from the Northern Tier Sports Report as he enters season two of football coverage for that, Mr. Chris Manning. Chris, so glad to talk to you with pigskin on the horizon, my friend. Hey, Shane. It's always nice to talk with you, especially about football. Chris, you know, I got to tell you, this season, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement going on. I think a lot of the coaches are just excited to kind of get the players back into camp, get ready for the regular season. You've been around, you know, a lot of the camp so far already. I know preview stories are coming out. I mean, uh, what's your sentiment going around kind of talking to some of these coaches? Um, I think the sentiment is, is they're just glad for some normalcy. They're just glad to have a 10-game season and to be able to you know have heat acclimation and everything and get these kids back on track that they were kind of thrown off of last year um, due to COVID-19 so everyone's pretty excited Um, I do think a lot of teams because of how last year went and a lot of turnover they probably don't have as much as they'd like to so that could make for some exciting games this year. Well, I'll tell you what, I know, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, to see, you know, kind of how this uh, week one schedule uh, falls. I mean, we've got some league matchups. We've got some non-league matchups on the horizon this week. Uh, Interesting enough, you know, I was kind of following along with some of your previews this week. Uh, Why losing? You know, they've got a new head coach this year, Henry Labarani. And of course, you know, you had the opportunity to kind of go over there and uh, talk with the Rams some this week. Uh, You know, what's uh, what's Coach Labarani's view, you know, kind of heading into this season for the Rams? Um, I think he just wants the team um, and the image he wants and to build the culture and and to kind of get the team. And he also has a few new coaches. So I think as a coaching staff, they kind of want to build the team. And there's a lot of focus on building the team to be not just a good football team, but to be a community-oriented team. Um, He has a lot of experience coaching down in the Scranton area. Um, He actually uh, helped coach Matt McGloin. So he has experience with big players. So I think there's he's definitely excited about the job. And, I mean, we'll see week one with Montrose how they do. Um, I don't know if Kashawn Cameron's going to be able to play or not, uh, but they have a new quarterback in Blake Morningstar. And they showed, against, at least against Hughesville in their scrimmage, that, that they could run the ball a little bit. They struggled with that a little bit last year, but they ran the ball fairly consistently against Hughesville. Um, I think that offensively it's just a matter of getting everybody aligned and, and everything to maximize their weapons. You know, it was pretty cool to kind of look around the league, kind of get some insight, some backtracking and stuff from uh, a lot of the scrimmages around the area. Of course, uh, Canton found themselves on the road. They were at Countersport, you know, talking with Coach Seacrest. He seems to think the Warriors had a decent scrimmage. They had some things to work on this week. Troy, of course, was at South Williamsport. Tawanda, as you said, uh, home with Montrose. Wyloosing had there, Sayre, Athens, and so on. But, I mean, just overall, kind of heading into this season, Chris, uh, what what are some interesting things uh, on your mind? You know, maybe some, uh, you know, maybe burning questions, burning, uh, you know, kind of storylines maybe heading into your mind, uh, heading into this season. Well, I, I think if you start with Troy, Troy's been sort of the power the past couple of years, but they're going to have a lot of turnover. They lost a lot of very talented players. Um, so they have younger players coming up and the younger players have performed at the junior high and baby level, but the varsity level is a little bit different, and we'll see. I mean, they still have Mason Imp. Um, they still have Damian Landon. So they probably have two of the best players who've ever put on a Troy jersey still there. 
Um, but they're really going to have to work on their younger players and bringing them up. And obviously they have a very difficult schedule with Bald Eagle, Loyal Sock, and Central Columbia, and non-me. So, I mean, I think on Friday, when they, it, it might be uh, see how things go if the younger players can come around quick, quicker or if there's going to be a little bit of trouble. So we'll see. All right, man. So with that in mind, let's kind of dive into uh, some interesting matchups here. Of course, uh, I know you know you spend a lot more time uh, more on the east side, but of course, you know uh, our neighbors to the west, uh, a team you know that we've followed along here for the last few seasons. Wellsboro, an interesting non-league matchup heading to Montoursville. I got to think, you know, Matt Hildebrandt. He's really got to be kind of, uh, you know, wiping the brow, kind of uh, scratching the noggin, figuring out, okay, I got to put together a game plan here because obviously Montoursville has been one of the AAA perennial powers here over the last uh, couple of years, even into the quad A's, I think, now with realignment. So, I mean, Wellsboro's got their hands full week one coming up here. Yeah, I don't think – they, they obviously have the toughest game week one. I, I don't think any coach up here would want to take on Montoursville in week one. So it's going to be tough for them. I know their numbers are a little bit on the low side, but they do have some pretty good athletes coming back. So they definitely have the talent. It's just a matter of staying healthy. Um, I don't know how you end up with Montoursville week one, but I, I think for him it's just a matter of seeing how competitive they can be against a team like that because Montoursville has been one of the best teams in the state in their class. So, it's, I mean, they might be the second-best team outside of Southern in District 4. You know, and something else kind of staying with the Out West theme, uh, one of the intriguing storylines I have going into this year, uh, Coach Mike Schmidt for Kalineski Valley entering now in his third season. I got to tell you, you know, I think he's finally starting to maybe turn things around, get into some ears out there, because I think he's got, you know, a couple of the more premier athletes this year uh, going into this season. So I think CV is going to be one of those interesting teams to keep an eye on, even though they are going to South Williamsport week one. I think this might be the most intriguing matchup of week one, just to see what CD's had. Because, you know, when he first took over two years ago, it's tough being a first year and kind of coming in the middle of things. And then last year he had to deal with COVID, so you weren't really able to have the offseason he wanted. This year he's probably had more of a chance to really um, dive in and instruct the kids in the way that he wants them. So he's obviously had success of where he's been before. So I think this year um, CD's poised to make some noise. Um, I don't know how well they'll do against South Williamsport, but I, I do think that TV could turn some heads by the time the season's over. You know, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, I'm going to have the opportunity uh, to sit down with head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins. You know, I, I think they are probably the one team that, you know, is probably looked at on Friday nights where when they're on your schedule – you just you're gonna have to like buckle up and get ready for an evening of fun because I feel like you know maybe uh, this might be one of the probably top three offenses in the league this year coming from the Redskins. Yeah, it definitely helps having Braden Horton back, and the, and it also helps moving from Lucas Horton from quarterback to wide receiver. Uh, I think that was the hardest thing for um, them last year was when Lucas moved to quarterback, he didn't have himself to throw to. So you're kind of adding almost two separate weapons just by getting Braden back. And, and the thing with Sarah is they can spread you out and throw it, and they can also pound and ground. So if they have to, they'll change at halftime to whatever works best. And I, I think last year there was a little bit of frustration with how the season went, lost some close games to Athens and why losing. So I, I do think this year they're definitely going to want to take some of that frustration out um, on this season. An interesting offseason, obviously, uh, for the Tawanda Black Knights, you know, not getting into any of those storylines, but still keeping things on the field uh, for the Black Knights this year. Talking with Coach Dossie at Media Day, you know, he's curious to see, you know, what seniors are going to step up for him. I see this as a team that's really going to need, you know, a big productive year out of Mason Hartman. And, of course, you know, they're, they're going to need uh, a big year out of the quarterback position, and hopefully uh, they find somebody there who's ready to step in well they couldn't have looked any better against Montrose out there for the first half and they scored on all three of their drives two um passing touchdowns one running touchdown and they stopped Montrose three times including an interception so I I think if you're going to 
if you wanted positives to start with, right there's your positives. Um, I mean, Mason Hartman's a big kid. He's six foot four. Uh, they also have some other kids who are uh, coming up that look pretty good. I know Elias Schroeder looks pretty good in the scrimmage, both with a touchdown catch and an interception. So I, I know there's a lot of questions with Twanda, and, and hopefully for them they got some answers last Saturday that they can sort of put towards Sayre this weekend. Sayre's a little bit different of a team than Montrose, but I think going in they, they probably have to feel a little bit better with what their performance was in the scrimmage. So, you know, you talk about Montrose. Of course, they're going to start their season in the Northern Tier League as they will be at uh, Peterson Stadium coming up Friday night taking on the Wyalusing Rams, whom we just talked about a little bit ago. Uh, you know, does Wyalusing season kind of hinge on how quickly Morningstar picks up the offense? I mean, will they go as he goes, or do you think, uh, you know, they can kind of devise some plans here and kind of go another direction? Uh, I... I was a little encouraged to see uh, their ability to run the ball against Hughesville. So I do think if they have to, they can pound out some pound out some runs. But I definitely, though, their best weapon outside of Kashan will be Blake. Um, their timing was a little off against Hughesville with everything, and obviously it's a little bit trickier putting in a pass than it is a run. But I do think they they did have some nice pass plays, especially to Nolan Oswald. Um, that I think if they can get towards that, it will open up things for him. And and obviously with any new quarterback, getting some completions out there right away will help. Even if they're short passes, will help with his confidence. It will help with the confidence overall with the offense. Talking with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. And, of course, Chris, you know, as we look at uh, a couple of final matchups here, uh, you know, two of the, uh, I think, what are going to be top teams uh, in the league whom everybody's going to kind of be chasing this year. Uh, We'll start with the Saturday matchup first. Of course, Canton going to be opening up their season at home, taking on the North Penn Mansfield Panthers. Uh, For the Warriors this year, I mean, you've had a chance to talk with Coach Seacrest. You've had a chance to kind of see their practices. Uh, You know, you've seen the scrimmage uh, a little bit, uh, you know, and everything like that. I mean, for Canton, you know, with Cooper Kitchen, the senior now at quarterback, you know, I think they've got some kids that have matured. I mean, this is a really big season, I think, for Canton on the horizon, uh, even though, you know, the playoffs haven't been their wheelhouse. Still, I think they're still in contention for things. Yeah, I think Canton might actually probably be in the best shape of all the NTL teams. They had a lot of success the past three years. Um, Last year, even though, you know, they had some big-name players in Timmy Ward and Ben Nappy, even though Timmy Ward got hurt after the scrimmage and only played in week one. They had some good seniors last year, but a lot of the underclassmen did a lot of the ball, did a lot of the rushing, and defensively they, they did a lot of getting the tackles and everything. So I feel Canton's probably feeling the best out of all the coaching staff with everything that's going on there. So I think that's why expectations are high. And, I mean, we'll see on Saturday what – transpires but I, I do think Canton will probably be the team to beat in the league and I mean I'm not going to make any speculations about districts this early but I'm pretty sure you're going to see Canton Muncie in the final for uh, Class A. Well you know don't uh, we, we always say you know don't uh, put the cart in front of the horse you know, we still got uh, a season to go through uh, before that. But, you know, talking uh, about their opponent now, of course, North Penn Mansfield, Coach Dickinson knows this is going to be a tall task. I mean, he even at Media Day admitted, I think, you know, they might have six returning starters that people might actually know by name. So, I mean, this is going to be a, a very uh, interesting uh, season so far uh, for North Penn Mansfield. And uh, I think for them, to uh, come into this matchup, I think, you know, this is going to be a real telling tale here for the Panthers, you know, to see how they stack up on Saturday. Yeah, I think as as we talked about Wellsboro having to play Montoursville first, I don't think this is uh, Coach Dickinson's first game plan would be to play Canton coming out of the schedule. Um, But Dickinson, he's done a really good job of building the program to the point where even if they do have a lot of turnover, the kids know what's expected of them. They know what they have to do. They know the coaching staff knows what they have to do. The kids know what the, um, what they have to do. And he's sort of been able to put a fairly high floor when they have to rebuild. I mean, he talks about instead of rebuilding, they want to reload. So I think this year we'll see um, that will be put to the test, whether it's a rebuild or reload. But like I said, the past decade or so, they've won a couple NTL titles. They've battled for a couple NTL titles. So I think they know what they're doing over there. It's going to be a tough week one for them, but 
as the season goes on, we'll, I think we'll see them start to come around a little bit. All right, Chris, that leaves our final matchup of the week, of course. Uh, what I think is the more intriguing matchup of week one uh, being Troy and Bald Eagle area. Troy graduating a lot of seniors last year, a lot of their athletes on the outside uh, needing to be, be replaced this year. But I think what benefits Troy is uh, their youth system has been, you know, a fully stocked thing coming from junior high up. So the pipeline for Troy is going to be good. I think it's just a matter of, you know, where Coach Smith uh, decides to plug some guys in. But uh, I think for Coach Smith, he does have the luxury of some younger guys who are talented and uh, ready to play. It's just a matter of how quickly do they grow up. Yeah, I mean, last year they went down and they beat Berwick's JV. So obviously there's talent at the JV level. It's just a matter of how quickly can you bring them uh, up to speed on everything. And obviously they have some great players already from the back and Landon and Amp. Uh, obviously Bald, Bald Eagle's probably not the one team they wanted to play right off the bat. Um, I believe Bald Eagle was 2-6 and six last year, so this may not be the same Bald Eagle team they played two years ago at home that kind of went down to the wire as a type of team that was coming off a deep playoff run. But it's still a, a bigger school that has had success recently. So it might be a tough matchup for them. But obviously, like you said, with the way Troy's been able to have sort of use their junior high and JV as feeder programs, um, they're one of the programs around here that I think can have a quick turnaround with younger with bringing in younger players you know I know this is kind of a sentiment that you know we echo every season it seems like with the Trojans but man you know they're just going to be stout inside the trenches and if there is one thing that can work for Troy you know while kind of some of their athletes kind of get acclimated to varsity play is you know they're going to have a steady uh crew up front to kind of keep things I think uh you know kind of on a, on a really good pace for them, you know, like they're still going to be able to grind it up front and have those guys up front they can lean on. I think that's probably the game plan. If they have to, they'll, they'll do, you know, a handoff three yards in a cloud of dust and just ball control, get first down, limit their time with the ball. I mean, they have, and they also have Eli Crane, who's been on the offensive line for three years. So they have guys they can lean on. Um, it may not be the most, imaginative or exciting offense, but they're going to do what it takes to win. So if that's what it takes to win is pound and ground, and that's what they're going to do. I'm telling you, we are in for a lot of great uh, week one matchups coming up here this week. And, of course, radio-wise, uh, I'll be at Alperon Park on Friday night uh, for the Trojans matchup on Wiggle 100 as Troy uh, takes on Bald Eagle area. As we just said, that'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff, so join us there. And, of course, coming up on 95.3 The Bridge, it'll be Tawanda and Sayre. Uh, up from the Lockhart Street Bowl, so you can tune in on either station for either one of those matchups. But, Chris, you know, it's uh, exciting to have pigskin back. Fall football is upon us. Friday night kickoff, Saturday afternoon kickoff on the slate for week number one. I hope you're as excited as I am, my man. I am, especially after last year. You know, last year I think showed us just how quickly it can go away. So hopefully everybody will get out and enjoy Friday night football again. Chris Manning, the Northern Tier Sports Report. We'll definitely be talking to you a lot uh, throughout this football season and fall sports season as well. So, Chris, thanks so much for hopping on this week, and uh, let's get ready for an exciting week one, buddy. All right. Thanks, Shane. Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Always glad to have him along here on the podcast. Of course, we'll be talking with him throughout the NTL sports season. We'll also be talking with uh, Lance Larkham from out at the NTL West Sports Report as well. Remember, follow those guys uh, throughout the season. They've got a lot of great content coming up, and uh, hopefully this season as well, we'll get a chance to catch up with Tim Burney up at the Valley Sports Report too. So lots and lots of sports coverage right here in the Northern Tier League. You don't want to miss out on that. Hey, folks, don't forget, remember, you can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, NTL Now podcast. We're also on the social media side of Twitter as well. Just follow us at NTL Now pod. So uh, go ahead, click, follow, share the entire way. We definitely want all the great social media following that we can gather uh, for the podcast. 
All right, well, it's time to continue our football edition of the NTL Now podcast this week. We're going to take another quick timeout, and when we come back, we hit to the coach's corner. That's right, we're going to talk with head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins. Sarah getting ready for their week one matchup with the Tawanda Black Knights. We get some Kevin Gorman insight next, coming your way right here on the NTL Now podcast. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815, or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, this week being our NTL football preview, it only seems right to get some insight from a coach who will be on the sidelines for week one this week. Let's talk now with Sarah head coach Kevin Gorman. And Kevin, thanks a lot for joining us here for this week one football preview. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the invite on. I was pretty excited to come on. Kevin, you know, I got to ask first, uh, before we really dive into the preseason, I mean, right now, uh, this is pretty much your fourth season now at the helm of the Redskins. Uh, do you as a head coach right now feel like you're finally starting to kind of lay the groundwork for the culture you want to imprint on this program? I mean, I really feel like it takes a coach, you know, a couple of years to kind of get the students to buy in, the athletes to buy in. Uh, do you feel that way now, you know, heading into year four? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. I kind of, I kind of felt that way going into my uh, second year with the, uh, you know, with Isaiah Firestein and Zach Watkins, Nita Miller, and them. I kind of felt that way because they, I think they wanted a change. Uh, and then last year, obviously, was kind of a wash with three games. But this year, I think this is the first class. You know, th these guys were freshmen when I, uh, when I took over. So I think this is kind of the. You know, like you said, the kind of ground, you know, the, that, that foundation that you started with when you get them as freshmen. So, yeah, I definitely feel that way. I definitely feel like the guys are, you know, kind of bought in and understand what we want from them when, when they step on the practice field or the game field. Kevin, obviously everybody wants to kind of see what they have coming into, you know, the uh, the preseason workouts and everything. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, to pick your brain a little bit. What were some things, you know, that uh, – or maybe some questions that you had in the back of your mind heading into the off-season workouts before, you know, getting the pads on and getting into camp? Yeah, uh, the one major thing is, like, you know, kind of kind of filling the holes on the offense-defensive line uh, when you lose – uh, two, three year starters like Zach Bellis and Jordan Goodrich, like that's you know that's pretty big. So uh, kind of finding those guys and you know the, the guys who are going to plug and play and the guys who are going to see time there. And you know we talked about it as a staff and just kind of throwing out names and kind of see you know we throughout camp and whatnot we kind of see who's who can stick that you know who can just stick stick there the longest. And even if we have to go on kind of like a rotation thing, we we kind of figure that out. So. The definitely biggest thing was, uh, you know, who, who's going to fill the void of those two, three-year starters who played uh, in a lot of big games for us and, and were really good players. You know, as you look forward to now through, you know, kind of that first week of camp, you've been through heat acclimation, the pads have been on for a little bit. I mean, what are some, some of the strengths you're seeing out of your team this year so far here as, uh, you know, we got the regular season around the corner? Yeah, I definitely, you know, some of our strengths are, you know, our, our backfield pretty experienced i mean Braden's back for his fourth year you know third year tech you know technically since he got injured last year in our scrimmage but uh he's back and then you have uh david northrup and jake bennett who are two seniors so you know you got a pretty you know a, a pretty experienced backfield they've been playing you know playing for us now for and varsity for at least three years and then you know behind them you got zach garrity who as a freshman got a little time on the defense but now he's gotten a lot more time on offense so you know, our backfield is definitely, you know, really experienced with game, you know, with just playing games and, uh, you know, just experiencing our offense. So that's definitely, you know, one place where I, where I see, uh, us, you know, strong, that could be stronger than, than other teams. And then our, our wide receivers have been with us too for a while. So basically the whole entire, you know, kind of skill position, you have Lucas and Jackson Hubbard and Josh Arnold, Don Perbury and Dylan Watkins, who 
all been with us since they were freshmen. So it's kind of, you know, we're kind of a, a junior senior heavy bunch, but you know, it's when you've got those kids who've been in your program for a while, it's, it's nice to see. So I, I kind of think that's where, you know, what that's definitely where our, our strength is uh, offensively going in the year. It was interesting. I had the opportunity to talk with Braden Horton and David Northrup at Media Day uh, back at the beginning part of the month. And it was something interesting mm-hmm. that Braden echoed, you know, that, you know, the core of this team experienced the 8-2 and two season from a couple years ago. And really, you know, that's been kind of a discussion amongst, I think, you know, the seniors, the juniors, the upperclassmen, you know, that they've had that success. Mm-hmm. They want to taste it again. I mean, has there been anything that's been shown by this group here in the preseason that tells you uh, that this group isn't as hungry for it as you think? Or, you know, can you definitely see Braden's words being echoed through this team's effort so far? Yeah, I, I can see it being echoed. Uh you know, last year, just obviously with with COVID, that that was rough with three games. And I, I think I think basically the guys know, especially the seniors know that, you know, this could be you know any game can be their last. I mean, obviously, you know we're still dealing in a in a COVID time, and and injuries can can end your season quick. I mean, Braden knows that better than anyone. But I definitely see him kind of echoing it. They know, you know, they know together they can be a really good football team. But uh, you know they they kind of they have to do it. I tell them all the time in practice. If coaches aren't out there playing for you, you guys got to kind of do it yourself. So, you know, I, I definitely see them wanting to get better every day, and then you know wanting to get back to that level of success we had two years ago when you know we we went eight and two and and, and made districts, and you know unfortunately you lost to a really good Muncie team. But you know I, I think they they want to get back to districts and want to get back to playoff football. So I definitely see them every day. You know taking taking a step forward in that direction. I think sometimes teams may take for granted uh, a home field advantage. And for you this year, uh, I personally believe that the Lockhart Street Bowl is just one of those, I don't know how you put it. I don't know if you want to say wonky. I don't know if you want to say quirky. It's just one of those places where anything can happen, I think, on a Friday night. And for you guys, and I know you've had one game moved to a Saturday, but still you get the home field advantage for six of your ten games this year. I mean, that's got to kind of sit back as – uh, almost like an X factor in your back pocket as well for this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, our stadium's definitely, like you said, it, it's different. You can't, you kind of can't put your finger on it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it is a great place to watch a football game. You know, you're kind of right on top of the action and it's kind of, like you said, anything can, anything can happen. And it's, and it's nice to have six home games. I mean, it's, it's definitely nice not to be on the road, uh, you know, five or six times. And, you know, you, some of those, some of the places are, are long, or a long bus trip and never in, you know, our just, you know, those long bus trips sometimes don't just never, we never play well coming off them for some reason, but uh, it's definitely something. It's, it's a nice thing to have knowing that, Hey, you're going to play six home games and you know, you, you don't have to, you know, jump on a bus right after school. And, and I think the, the definitely the seniors are excited that they, you know, they get to, you know, showcase, their talents and the team in front of in front of all the home fans at least six times this year speaking of those uh, six home games the first of the six comes your way this friday night at the lockhart street bowl you've got a 7 p.m kickoff you're welcoming in your rivals from just down route 220 in the tawanda black knights uh, kevin you know you've had an opportunity to uh, see i'm sure some huddle footage uh, from the black knights you've had a chance to kind of prep your team you've got a couple of more practices left uh what do you what's your strategy uh, looking like and what do you like about Tawanda coming into this matchup? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from from the stuff I watch, you know, they they do they throw the ball pretty well and and they run the ball pretty. You know, they kind of have a good balance. So, you know, you you just got to be you got to be on your toes. And it's the same thing I tell it with you know, Coach Dawes has been doing it for a lot of years, and you know, an experienced coach. They're a well coached. They're a really well coached team. So, you know, basically just you know, echoing you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a saying that gets overused now. It's just kind of just do your job. Too many times, you know, our guys try to over, you know, overcompensate for someone who is not doing what they're supposed to do, and then they screw up, and then, you know, it just kind of blows up in our face. So, you know, basically what, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, they're they're good on both sides of the ball. They do like to blitz a lot, which, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for the line because, you know, you, you, you can't replicate exactly what you see on film and practice. You know, you can try, you can draw as many cards, but, it's definitely different defensively uh, when you get into the game, when the kids know what they're doing on the other side of the ball. So, uh, you know, we're just basically, you know, kind of a one play at a time, do your job type game plan, you know, just 
as long as you stick to do, knowing what knowing what we teach and doing what we tell you to do, we should be all right. Kevin, you know, you've had the scrimmage last week to kind of prepare you here for week one. Uh, what are some of the things you felt like you needed to clean up uh, from last week's scrimmage going in and preparing your team the best for uh, this week one matchup? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a quicker start. Uh, you know, when we got down to Mid Valley, I, we didn't I didn't really know what to expect. I know they're they're a bigger school, but I didn't really know what to expect, and they kind of came out and punched us right in the mouth in the scrimmage. Uh, you know, and our, our kids kind of, you know, went back on their heels a little bit instead of just coming out ready to play. Uh, you know, I think that's that's the big thing is knowing, hey, you got to come out from opening kickoff ready to go, not wait for, you know, two or three drives in to decide we're going to start playing because those two or three drives in could, you know, that could be 21 points, that could be 28 points. So that's the big thing that I've been trying to clean up with the guys is, you know, it, you, you got to start from opening kickoff to the final, final horn because – if you don't, those little times where you either take a break or aren't playing as hard as you're supposed to, you know, those those can kill you. Talking with Sarah head coach Kevin Gorman here as the Redskins get ready for their week one matchup against the Tawanda Black Knights Friday night, 7 p.m. at the Lockhart Street Bowl. And Kevin, you know, you look at this week one matchup here in front of you, and obviously, you know, you just – I don't think you ever know what you're going to get out of week one. So what do you and your coaching staff – have to tell these kids, you know, even though it is week one, to, uh, you know, kind of keep them mentally focused and ready because I feel like everybody struggles out of the gate, but I feel like every coach wants their team to come out fired up. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a it's a kind of a, a – it has to be a balance between, you know, excited, you know, pumped up, juiced up to play, and, you know, you're not getting over, you know, the, the excitement level to, you know – 120 percent you keep it you keep it kind of down a little bit so you know you don't you don't get gassed out in the first quarter because you know you're 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 playing your butt off for a quarter there's four quarters to a game that's the big thing is is you can't get so excited that all of a sudden you your wind's gone in the first quarter and then you're you're dragging for the second and you come out the third quarter and you're ready to play you know that half you gotta you know it's kind of got to be an even an even level the whole entire time throughout the game you know you guys you got to keep going through you know there's exciting plays you can get excited but you keep that level of excitement at you know at, at a good level then I think throughout the game we can you know they can keep you know they can they can keep doing what they're doing and, and playing hard that's the big thing is as long as they don't get too excited and get gassed out you know the first first couple series or even the first quarter is I think I think we'll be all right that's that's the kind of the thing we're echoing to the team Kevin, you know, you've got uh, a, a night of practice still to come tomorrow. I'm sure probably a pregame uh, coming your way on Thursday. And then, of course, uh, you know, the uh, game kicks off on Friday night. But uh, what do you feel like are, you know, your strengths going into this matchup? I mean, what will Sarah have to do to come away with this win on Friday night? I think we got to be, you know, the more physical team. I think that's a, that's a big thing uh, for us is uh, – you know, we, we, we gotta be we gotta be, you know, giving the hit, not taking a hit. That's that's kinda why I tell the guys that the more physical team over time, you know, usually you can if you're the more physical team you can wear the other team out. So that's kinda why I tell the guys we gotta be the more physical team up front because Tawanda's always their line's always physical. It doesn't matter if, you know, the kid's six foot four and two hundred and eighty five pounds or if the kid's five eight and hundred and sixty five pounds. They're always physical, they always hit us, they're they're always a a hard-hitting team, so you know we kind of tell me you guys got to match their physicality and then take it to the next level. So you know that's that's the big thing uh, for us is is just being physical, and that's kind of kind of my my thing throughout the year is telling our guys is we, we just have to be the more physical team. And uh, you know I, I think that's where we were two years ago is we were a pretty physical team with with the you know with Isaiah running and a couple of our line in our line was you know a season season group. And I think we we can get back to that because we've had some kids on the line who who've played a lot of football for us, and you know these the new kids who are filling in in those two spots. I think I think can get there. I just think they have to decide to get there. And then I think our skill positions and second in our are good are good guys, and and I think they're going to be physical. And then defensively, it's just doing our job. It it just reminds me because unfortunately we didn't get to play Tawanda last year, but two years ago. You know, we got into uh, into a dogfight with them, 
And that was just because kids weren't doing your job. And defensively, you know, with, with our calls and whatnot, we, we do a couple different things every play. It's just they have to remember what they're doing. So, and, uh, you know, not overcompensating for someone else, for a linebacker or a defensive lineman. And I think, you know, I think we can be all right. I have no doubt the Lockhart Street Bowl is going to be fired up with the uh, Redskin faithful coming up on Friday night. Head coach Kevin Gorman, thanks so much for taking some time here on the podcast this week. Good luck to you and the Redskins, uh, not only Friday night, but uh, as this season gets underway to you. Awesome, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Big thanks to head coach Kevin Gorman for sitting down here this week on our NTL football preview. And, of course, as I said, Good luck to uh, him and the Redskins this Friday night as they get ready to take on the Tawanda Black Knights. That game, of course, can be heard live on 95.3 The Bridge. My co-worker, Kenny Lane, he'll have the call for you there on Friday night. I, of course, as I said, will be live at Alperon Park on Friday as the Troy Trojans host Bald Eagle area. So that will be coming your way uh, just after 6.30ish, I should say, with the countdown to kickoff. So join us for that uh, coming up this Friday night. Now, Saturday, Canton North Penn Mansfield can be heard on Wiggle 100. Kenny Lane will have the call for you of that one as well. I unfortunately uh, will be off on some other duties uh, having to, uh, you know, continue my love of music and uh, entertainment. So I'll be off uh, DJing a wedding this weekend, but uh, Kenny will have you covered there on Saturday at Miller A. Moyer Field kickoff at 1 o'clock. Uh, for that action coming up on Saturday. All right, folks, so thanks again for tuning in this week. Of course, this week, a big football-heavy emphasis, but don't worry, we'll dive into some other NTL fall sports coming up next week. Definitely looking forward to that as well. But again, want to thank all the listeners out there for tuning us in, no matter how you do it, via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch, the NTL Sports website. It doesn't matter. It's just glad to have all of you along. All right, I'll be back next week to give you more NTL Sports fun. It's been the NTL Now podcast, and I'm Shane Wilbur. Of course, the NTL Now podcast is always an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.